0: Welcome to Today's Issues. Join us for the next hour as we offer a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Ed Vitagliano.
1: And welcome to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. My expectation is that the boss will be back in the boss's chair tomorrow for Trivia Friday. That's my expectation. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred.
2: Who will vacate the boss's chair <laughs> yes. so the boss can sit in his chair
3: tomorrow? <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, Chris Woodward. Good morning to you. Good morning. I'm filling in for my boss, who normally does the news segment. So, I do what I'm told. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate. Listen that. to your boss, kids. <laughs> and that's that's right. And stay in school. <laughs> that's
1: right. So uh, also, Dr. Ray Pritchard is on with us. Uh, Ray, good morning to you.
4: Good morning, Ed. How you doing?
1: Doing well. Um, uh, Fred kind of made my morning by telling me that the, uh, the um, whatever weather app he had, that there was actually a chance in northeast Mississippi for a uh, little bit of snow on a Saturday. Week, a
2: week from this Saturday. A week from Saturday. A week from Saturday, possibility of rain and snow mixed. Yeah. In Mississippi. Yeah. That's a little early, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's had global
3: warming.
1: Oh, yes. That's
3: what it is. (laughs) That global warming.
1: That's a real thing. There will not be
3: a run on bread and eggs because there are no bread and eggs. (laughs) That's right. They're already (laughs) gone, folks. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) Godspeed. So uh, maybe a run on canned uh, pork and beans, green beans. Sardines. 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 Oatmeal. Yeah. (laughs) Ramen noodles. Yeah, the real. uh, I still have some ramen left over
3: from college. I will sell it to you for $100 a package. The
1: real staples of life, Mm -hmm. ramen noodles. All right, Chris, you are our news guy for this hour's segment. By the way, folks, at bottom of the hour, we will have Congressman Dave Bratt, former Congressman Dave Bratt, on um, to discuss some of the economics, uh, especially the supply chain issues that we are facing. I think some of you probably heard uh, Congressman Bratt on with Sandy Rios yesterday morning. And uh, then also at 1045, Jan Markell will be on with us. We'll be discussing a thing or two with her. So stay tuned and continue to listen to today's issues. We get some good stuff directly ahead all right Chris what do we got
3: well we've got a new survey out that finds five percent of unvaccinated adults have left their job due to a COVID shot mandate this is a policy from the employer that employees must get the COVID shot as a condition of employment or they can't work there Uh, the survey was done by the Kaiser Family Foundation which conducted the survey of 1,519 adults from October 14th through the 24th so this is just recent And, you know, it's important to bring it in because the Biden administration is still pushing this so-called rule that uh, people in the private sector must get a shot or have a negative test on a frequent basis as a condition of employment. So, guys, I mean, a five percent finding that has nothing to do yet with the federal government effort really, I think, gives us an indication of what we can expect in terms of a workforce uh, if and when Biden gets his way and forces this on the uh, private sector.
1: Uh, you know, Fred, this is, uh, you know, the economic situation in this country, which we will be talking about at the bottom of the hour with Congressman Bratt. But um, it's all, all the trends seem to be going in the wrong direction in a, in a whole host of different uh, issues. But this is this is one of them where we're talking about the fact that you have uh, not only private companies, corporations pushing for vaccinations or else. But you have police leaving, police forces, other first responders leaving. I mean, we're talking about unemployment numbers that are only going to continue going in the wrong direction.
2: Oh, absolutely. So yeah, you're you're exactly right. So we've got some businesses already uh kicking in on this unless you're vaccinated, you're not gonna work here. Mm-hmm. So you got that. You've got business leaders now who are saying to the federal government, please, please, please do not bring in this if you have 100 employees or more, uh, we're going to make you get vaccinated because there's already uh, these businesses heading into the bus- uh, busy Christmas season are already having trouble getting people to work for them. Right. So you, you add on if uh, Joe Biden was to kick in his plan, then you're going to lose some workers that you already have. You've got supply chain problems. And uh, on top of that, Uh, Let's throw in some science here because science is very important. What you're trending across the country is that more and more of vaccinated people are accounting for those who are uh, being diagnosed with COVID. Right. And then you have this growing battle also about forced vaccinations. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later. You have women who are either trying to get pregnant or, Mm -hmm. or who are pregnant who are scared to death to take the vaccination because during the very brief testing period of these vaccines, no pregnant women were tested. Right. So you can understand if you're thinking about having a baby or you've had a baby recently or, or are pregnant right now, uh, why these women are very concerned about this. So you put all of this together, and guess who's at the top of the heap? Joe Biden. Right. I, I mean, that's that's reality. It's... This is Joe Biden's creation.
1: Yeah, and you know, Ray, uh, President Biden really kind of boxed himself, uh, well, painted himself into a corner. I was about to mix metaphors here. But he painted himself into a corner when he was running because he promised he was going to shut down COVID. I mean, Mm. that's what he said. Right. I'm going to defeat it. We're going to shut it down. We're going to end it. And now, of course, he didn't. We had the Delta variant, which I don't blame president biden for that i mean this is what we've talked about this on this program constantly viruses in a sense are going to do what viruses are going to do they are going to spread um but he kind of painted himself into the corner by taking upon himself the mantle of the the one who's going to defeat covid and now almost the only card he has left to play is the vaccine card and this is a i'm just going to say this is a very complicated issue All the things you just talked about, Fred, where you have pregnant ladies. I mean, there's an ESPN story. I don't know if we'll get to that. But uh, where, you know, you have people who are afraid that if they take it, it's going to affect their, you know, their unborn child. Now we're going to be looking, are we going to be staring down the barrel, so to speak, of, okay, you've got to be vaccinated to keep your job or the federal government is going to do X, Y, or Z. Uh, Then what about vaccinating your children? Five years old, are they going to be able to go to school? What about if you have to have a follow-up shot, a booster? Are we going to then put pressure on people, get the booster or else? This is complicated, and I don't see a a really um, anything less than hostility in the future as the Biden administration continues to push.
4: You know, Ed, we're we're at a precarious moment in the economy for all the reasons that Chris and, and Fred just talked about. The, and we're going to cover the GDP here in a little bit. But the U.S. economy is precarious. It's teetering. We've got the supply chain stuff. We're coming up to Thanksgiving, Christmas, the most important shopping period of the whole year. And you wonder, would, would President Biden dare to put down the vaccine mandate between now and the end of the year, basically sabotaging the economy at its most precarious moment? Just in the last few days, speaking these um, just key workers, I have been approached by i 'm going to say a firefighter in a major American city by an air traffic controller in a major market by someone who works for Amtrak, tremendously gifted people who have genuine concerns about the vaccine, and now they they are coming and talking about it and requesting help because their careers are on the line, their jobs are on the line, taking care of their families is on the line. I hate it that the government is attempting to force good people to either take the jab or lose their job. This is fundamentally, guys, an un-American way to do it. Uh, I agree with, let us follow the science. If we follow the science, we wouldn't be rushing to force everybody to get a vaccine that remains unproven and untested. We do not know. Let's underline this and then I'll stop. We do not know, guys, the long-term impact of this vaccine because it has not been around long enough. So people who say it's compared to smallpox. Yeah, we've got a long track record on smallpox and measles and the others. We do not have it on the COVID vaccine. Why are we forcing people to... Put their jobs on the line for something unproven, untested. We do not know the
2: long term results. And what doesn't help is that the CDC keeps changing the definition of fully vaccinated. Right. First it was two jabs. Now it's two Mm -hmm. jabs plus a booster. Mm, Yeah. So then it's going to be you're fully vaccinated, you're considered fully vaccinated, two jabs, booster, 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 booster. You know, this this has no end to it unless the people of America put an end to it and then follow the science. Uh, Ray, you weren't with us yesterday, but it was announced that Florida, which has opened up its economy, you know, doing away with the mask mandates and trying to get the state back to normal, had its had the lowest covid rate in the country, right in the country. Now that's that's not speculation, mm. that's not Fox News talking, mm. that is science talking. Right. So isn't it time to learn, isn't it time that Joe Biden, and that's why people are suspicious. I think people are, are saying, you know what, public policy is dictated by, uh, by President Biden and the Democrats right now, public policy is being driven by politics, not by science. Not by science. His, if Tim was here, he would say... Let's remember, uh, the uh, COVID, 99.9% are, are cured. Yeah. It, they get over it. 99.9%, they get over
1: it. Incl- including the fact that we do not know how many people have had COVID yes. or asymptomatic right. and yes. therefore have antibodies. So we really, that number probably is going to go is going to get even larger in terms of the number of people, the percentage of people that uh, get through COVID. Yes. We don't have all those facts and figures either because we're not testing Mm. for, uh, not widely, not Mm. testing for antibodies.
3: Yeah. The problem that we've run into, I think, at this point, is you have people that are so firm in their position on this, particularly people in positions of authority, that they're not willing to discuss, hear, think about the yeah buts. You know, Fauci is literally, depending on who he's talking to and when, because it'll change, because it's Fauci. But he's, you know, generally, he's going to be here. Um, And then other people that have the yeah buts um, will never know where exactly things are or whatnot, because these people will not budge or they're not open-minded is what I'm trying to say.
2: Speaking of Fauci, can we play cut one here? I want you to listen to this. This is Fauci telling the media the unvaccinated people are
5: causing the variants? let cut one. We know we can deal with the Delta variant really quite well. My concern is that if we allow there to be smoldering infection into the fall and into the winter because those 93 million people are not getting vaccinated for the most part, my concern would be you may allow a variant that we haven't even recognized yet to come along and in fact be better at transmitting and more serious than the Delta. We haven't seen that yet. So rather than be worrying about these others that are around, let's make sure we don't let new ones come in.
6: Well, our unvaccinated people, the reason we're seeing these new strains and will an increase in vaccinations mitigate the virus morphine in multiple ways?
5: Uh, well, that's a good one because the answer is short. Yes.
6: <laughs> okay. That's all you need to say. So in other words, please get back. So vaccinated.
1: I'm not sure I understood that at the end. Now, now here's okay. If, if I had, and, and to your point, Chris, if we were having an honest discussion with members of the CDC, okay. And they were open to answering and I, and they're not because Dr. Fauci, who is you know the the, the head of uh, the National Institute on Aller- uh, Allergies and Infectious Diseases? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was being interviewed and was asked about natural immunity, and he would not answer that question. He said, "Well, we don't know. I, I don't." To me, science should know and understand about natural immunity. That should be infectious diseases 101. But one of the things that I would ask is, it seems. It seems to me that variants are the result of vaccines. If you're vaccinated against the original form of COVID, then the people who have antibodies against that will be supposedly protected, mm-hmm. okay? And what happens is that the virus then morphs as a result of people being protected. Mut- I mean, it mutates. It, it mutates. Yeah. So I don't know why you're blaming unvaccinated people for mutating viruses. I thought viruses mutate in response to medications, for now, example, that, that,
2: or viruses. What you heard Fauci there was a political answer because it's just another way of saying what President Joe Biden has been saying. We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. But here's the problem. Let's follow the science. The latest stats coming out on new cases of COVID are vaccinated people. Let's be very clear about that. We have, he mentioned a figure, was it 90 million that are unvaccinated? 93 million. But you have far more than that that have been vaccinated. So the cases, we shouldn't be worried about a new surge in cases if the vast majority of the public has been vaccinated. Then you shouldn't be worried about that.
1: Well, he, but that's why he said we have these smoldering pockets, and his argument is that from those smoldering pockets, right, is where the variants come. But here's here's what I would ask Dr. Fauci, okay, is, and this is why when they say we well, got to follow the science, I say, well, sorry, you you won't, no, because my question would be, out of those ninety three million that are not vaccinated. How many of them have had covid? Yes. And how therefore have had have antibodies? Yes. And have natural immunity. Yeah. And because they will not talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because to me the science would indicate that if you've had covid, this is what we heard for the first year. If you've had covid and you have the antibodies and you have natural immunity, you may actually be better off yeah. than people who haven't had covid and are getting the vaccine. So out of those 93 million you say they're unvaccinated. Are they protected? Yeah. That's the question that they won't answer.
2: Yeah. By the way, that was Katie Couric who was interviewing Dr. Fauci. Oh. Uh, you know, Fauci might as well have written the script because right. Katie Couric is not going to challenge him. I think if I was Katie Couric, I would say, yes, but Dr. Fauci, we now know that you're a bull-faced liar because you lied under oath about the NIH not having anything to do with gain of function. Right. We now know... It did. He lied under oath, under questioning from Senator Rand Paul, time and time again. He lied. He lied about it.
1: Well, he didn't lie, Fred. He just shaded the truth a little uh, bit. Okay. He. The Bible. The
2: Bible says something yes, about this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, uh, all right, uh, Ray, you got any uh, comments before we move on?
4: I just want to say, I think the great concern at this point is this FDA panel voting 17 to nothing to approve the vaccine for children five through 11. Mm -hmm. If we think there is a firestorm or has been a firestorm, it's going to explode into a fireball across the country when they come after our children. We are going to see people fight back like we have never seen. Because their adults will say, if I have to take the vaccine, I'll do it. But you are not going to touch my kids. And I think that's the next chapter that is, frankly, guys, right in front of us.
1: Well, if we were betting men, okay, how would we bet on this one? The teachers' unions, will they go along with Dr. Fauci and the Biden administration in demanding – that kids get vaccinated in order to go to public schools. Yes. What would you guys say?
2: Yes. That's yes. It's almost yes. rhetorical. Yeah. They're yes. going
1: to be all in and you're going to see kids being told they can't go to school, at least in some districts. Yeah. They can't go to school unless they're vaccinated. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And we're going to see an unbelievable explosion of homeschooling. We've already yes. seen it, right? Yes. It's already gone. I mean it's it's through the the graph is through the roof, but it's going to start going straight up as parents are going to say, if you try to force me to take this unproven vaccine or for my children they're going to pull their kids out of public schools all over America especially i think guys in the big cities san francisco la oh, yeah. chicago well and New let me York. just
1: let me just add this i know I'm tr- we're trying to we're i'm trying to extract us from this conversation continuing <laughs> but let me just let me just add this if if dr fauci's numbers are correct 93 million people have not been vaccinated those people have already made up their minds. Mm-hmm. They've heard all the arguments mm-hmm. for 18 months or more. <coughs> Excuse me. They've heard all the arguments. They've made up their minds. So all the Biden administration has left is coercion. Yeah. These people right. are not going to voluntarily change their opinions on the vaccine. They've heard it all. They've made up their minds. All you have left is coercion using the force of, of government and law and other pressures to force people to get the vaccine. And like you said, like we've been saying, when you start to try to force people to give it to their kids, this is not going to end well.
2: And I wouldn't assume that all 93 million are Republicans. Right. No, nope. I, I think there are plenty of Democrats. Well, so the, the largest taking-
1: percentage group, the, the, the largest group with the l- largest percentage, w- was the black community. Correct, and most of those are Democrats.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this
3: story ain't over. No, oh no. In other news, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, for the uh, for the people that did not catch any of the hearing yesterday, Attorney General Merrick Garland appeared before various uh, senators. Uh, to field questions on things, including his recent directive for FBI agents to investigate parents for situations involving parents and school board officials, school staffers, uh, things of that nature. I have here a bit of a montage uh, of various Republican senators taking Garland to task for what he did. Uh, You're going to hear Senators Grassley, Cotton, and Cruz here. Clip four.
2: They are not, as the Biden
4: Justice Department apparently believes them to be, national security
7: threats. This testimony, your directive, your performance is shameful. That's not correct. Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You should resign in disgrace, Judge.
3: You're the Attorney General of the United States. This was not a tweet you sent. This is a memo to the Federal Bureau of Investigations saying go investigate parents as domestic terrorists.
2: That is not what the memo says at all.
3: It does is, not. Is it, it what the letter says?
2: That is not what Is my, it
3: what the letter says?
2: I don't care what the letter says. You don't
3: care. care, you said it was the basis of your memo. You testified under oath before the House of Representatives, the letter was the basis of your memo. Now he, you don't care about the letter? <laughs>
1: Wow, things got a little testy there, <laughs> yes. Capitol Hill.
3: They're for enemies. The best of frenemies. Frenemies. Good.
1: Well, listen, this this is another example of using the force of the federal government, Fred, to accomplish political goals. The political goal here is for school districts to teach critical race theory and transgender ideology. And when parents speak up and speak out, and they get angry about the things that are being taught to their children. They are told to butt out, and you're not going to have a say. And then when they continue to show up at these school board meetings, they are now being targeted by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Justice Department, who has no business dealing with local issues. That should be state if a crime is being committed. What does the FBI have to do with
2: this? Well, i tell you why. Everything that you've just talked about is why the eyes of the nation are going to be on Virginia on Tuesday night. The people of Virginia are, are the jury right now, quite frankly, on all of this. And they are going to render their verdict on Tuesday when they go to the polls.
1: Why? I mean, who's running?
2: Uh, well, who's running? That's it's Terry
1: McAuliffe. Ter- and it's
2: it's more than Young- gubernatorial. Yes, yeah. it's it's across. But the uh, the Democrat is Terry McAuliffe, who has stated publicly uh, that uh, parents need to butt out and let teachers decide what the curriculum should be.
1: And and this issue's been tied around his neck firmly by yes. Republicans and by Youngkin, who's running against him. Yes. And so, to your point, this very well could be kind of a bellwether decision.
2: Oh, and and it's also a, a referendum on Joe Biden's economic policies as right. well. Don't right. forget that. So, as I say, all eyes on Virginia.
1: And folks, speaking of economics, after the break, we will return and have as a guest uh, a former Congressman Dave Bratt uh, from Virginia. So we'll get some insight from him, perhaps, on what's happening there in the gubernatorial race. We'll be talking to him primarily about economic supply, supply chain issues, inflation fears, et cetera. Uh, And so that'll be in a couple minutes after we take a break, please join us. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network.
0: The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Here are some of our core values. AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values.
6: You know, when Matthew 19 the, the scripture records a pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, "Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh." In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, <laughs> marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization. And to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces
4: human flourishing. Tune in to By Design. As we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage, just visit the podcast page at
7: AFR.net. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next.
2: This fall, Liberty University is celebrating 50 years of training champions for Christ. Since 1971, Liberty has been training Christ-centered men and women with the values, knowledge, and skills essential for impacting the world, a vision that continues today. The story of Liberty University is one of unwavering faith, and we invite you to be part
0: of the next chapter.
2: With more than 700 programs online and on campus, Liberty can help you turn your vision into a future you can be proud of. Visit liberty.edu to learn more. Again,
3: that's liberty.edu.
7: New York hospitals are bracing for a massive shortage in medical professionals. A vaccine mandate is in effect. All doctors, nurses, and other medical workers must be vaccinated. The mandate covers all hospitals and nursing homes. Those who do not comply face termination. There was just one flaw, though, in the state's government mandate. They did not anticipate so many workers refusing to obey. As many as 10% of the workforce has yet to be vaccinated, and some hospitals have already had to cut services. Erie County Medical Center has suspended elective inpatient surgery. Lewis County General Hospital stopped delivering babies after dozens of staff members quit their jobs. Governor Kathy Hochul says she may consider calling up the National Guard to fill the gap, but even that may not be enough. I suspect this will be the case around the country as millions of Americans rise up. It's not about the vaccine. It's about freedom. I'm Todd Starnes. In Him, we were also chosen as God's own, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything by the counsel of His will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be for the praise of His glory. Ephesians chapter one, verse 11 and 12.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now back to more of today's issues.
1: And welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano, sitting in for Tim Wildman today, joined by Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward and Dr. Ray Pritchard. And by the way, we do encourage you, if you have comments, to send them, as you heard. Comments at AFR.net. But as Tim likes to say, we only want encouraging comments. Something that's going to lift us up. Lift up our spirits. If you have criticisms, um, it's it's usually hurtful. And it drives us to eat more popcorn, drink more Diet Coke. It just gets ugly here, folks. So we just encourage you to be as encouraging as possible. By the way, if you want to watch this program, you want to watch us do radio, and who wouldn't? You can go to YouTube or Facebook and simply search for the name of this program, which is Today's Issues, and click through, and you can watch us do the program. If you are going to be traveling or if you have friends or family who can't get American Family Radio on the radio dial, if they still call it that, you can, and we encourage you to, uh, get the AFR app on your smartphone smartphone or other listening device, your iPad, whatever you want to do there. And you can listen to American Family Radio anywhere you have a good signal. And uh, we encourage you to do that as well. We also stream this radio program on you, uh, on, you. in other words, on your computer. Go to AFR.net. We stream our audio live. And you can also access podcasts for programs that you may have all right uh do we have we have our guests okay great we want to welcome to the program uh Congressman uh, Dave bratt who is currently Dean of the Liberty School of Business Congressman Brat welcome to uh, today's issues.
6: Hey, very good. I want to start off by giving you positive news. You, you're, you're all doing a great job. Ed, Fred, Chris, and Ray. Thumbs up. Hey,
1: well, thank you. Uh, I didn't know you were listening, Congressman, or I would have been a little more manly about what I was saying. <laughs> uh, it was
6: good. I liked it. I just want to affirm you.
1: It's okay. weeks today I'm here to affirm you. Okay. This all right. A faith show. Yeah, because we don't really do the uh, affirm thing here, or everyone gets right. a trophy. Right. But Well, listen, we right. know we, we heard that you were, Uh, on Sandy Rios's program yesterday and whenever Sandy Rios just gets great guests on her program. So we usually just kind of glom on to whatever she's doing successfully. (laughs) And uh, because we, we have been talking amongst ourselves about the economic situation and we said, we need to get somebody who knows something about economics. And, uh, and so uh, that's why we wanted to have you on Uh, We do have a clip, though. We want to talk to you about, uh, at least off the top, uh, the supply chain issue. And so
2: Yeah,
1: we we want to get your comments on this.
2: It's another economic giant. Uh, That would be Jen Psaki. Yes. Who speaks for the White House. Economic mind, yeah. Yeah. And she has explained to the nation uh, what is going on with the supply chain and who is (laughs) to blame for the problem. Good. Now, as she was corrected this morning by uh, Fox's Larry Kudlow. So you're gonna hear Jen Psaki, you're gonna hear Kudlow, uh, but then we look forward to your comments, uh, Congressman. Cut number seven.
5: What's your
6: message sure. to Americans who are still so worried about getting their Christmas gifts on time, Halloween? What's happening right now is that uh, so many people across the country are purchasing more goods online. Maybe some of it is from habits that developed during the pandemic, some of it is
7: because WE'VE SEEN AN ECONOMIC RECOVERY THAT HAS BEEN UNDERWAY FOR THE LAST NINE MONTHS AND THAT IS LEADING TO A MASSIVE INCREASE IN VOLUME. THEY USUALLY BLAME TRUMP uh, WHO LEFT (laughs) THEM WITH A V-shaped RECOVERY AND A VACCINE. NOW THEY'RE BLAMING CONSUMERS. THE BIDENS REFUSED TO GET INVOLVED IN UNION RULES WHICH ARE PARTLY RESPONSIBLE FOR THE BACKUP IN ALL THESE CONTAINER SHIPS. THE SECOND THING I WOULD RAISE IS THE GASOLINE PRICE. Mm -hmm. THE GASOLINE PRICE would be at least a $1 dollar to a dollar fifty lower, if it weren't for the Biden attack on oil and gas and fossil fuels in general.
1: All right, Congressman Brat, who's telling the truth here?
6: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not going to go too far off with Larry Kudlow there at the end. Uh, he's spot on, and in in addition, right? It, what's really at stake here? This is like beating a dead horse, but it's the lack of free markets, right? The we chose the free market system. There's always been markets, right? You can go back to the Greeks and the Agora. There's always been markets where you traded chicken for eggs or something like that, right? But the choice of a free market system was made at 1776, roughly, in Adam Smith, along with James Madison and our constitutional you, you know, guarantees of liberty and freedom there. And it, it's been a blessing beyond comprehension. And all the rest of human society uh, w- was guided by pharaohs and dictators and totalitarians, et cetera. And now, now we've got the equivalent over there in China. And so the supply chain is just a symptom that we're moving away from free markets that work to top-down, total government, you know, totalitarian, Marxist surveillance uh, superstates. And the, the evidence for this is that you just look at the U.S, the, the Marxists, they, they, they first of all want to get rid of God, right And then they want to mm-hmm. get rid of the constitutional rule of law. But when it comes to markets, they want to deal with a few big guys. So because they're easier to control. right This is all about control. So they want big airlines, big banks, uh, big housing, big automobile, uh, big technology, uh, et cetera. and they're winning. And so, on the supply chain piece, uh, in addition to the the real economy, right, the the GDP side, which came out today at two percent, it was supposed to be six or seven percent a few months back. Now it's only at two percent. But you have the Federal Reserve printing money left and right. That creates inflation, and inflation just means all prices are going up. Well, if you know prices are going to go up in the future, everybody's going to buy now. Right, and so there, there's nothing wrong with the ports or the ships or whatever. The union contracts are probably a mess, uh, but everybody's buying now because they know what's coming in the future. Because we've messed up our price system, we've messed up the free market price system, and we're 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 reaping the whirlwind right now.
2: Congressman, it's not as if we don't have experts in this country in business. Uh, we have yep. co- corporate heads. I mentioned yesterday on this program, Fred Smith of uh, Fed Express, and, and and other corporate yep. heads. They know how to fix this, but instead, we have a president that is banking on for his economic wisdom on the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, who yeah. the last time I looked, uh, I don't think he has a business degree, does he?
6: No, 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 and. And, you know, Fred Smith, we, we got a few good guys left, but I, I hate to say it, but the, the Fortune 500 is woke yeah. uh, for the most part, right? The big six tech firms in the U.S., uh, you know, Google, Microsoft, Twitter, Facebook, all of those guys, Apple, those six firms are worth more than all European firms combined. <laughs> and those are all run by lefties, right? And the right. Zuckerbuck, you know, you know, all the, the Zuckerbuck story, I could go on, on that one. Uh, so the problem is uh, our folks have traded uh, the country in exchange for their profits, right? And, and I'm a capitalist, but but now the problem is everybody knows those six firms uh, are reaching out to the giant sucking sound of $20 trillion economy growing at 10% in China, right? And they will sell out their country in order to aid and abet a surveillance state, a totalitarian state surveillance state, and they're providing the technology uh, to spy on everybody, while at the same time, they're bona fide leftists over here that care about humanity and have feelings and get trophies and you know, profess to be progressive liberals. While they're taking place in surveilling, 1.4 billion uh, people made in the image of God who are being run by the CCP and the communist government. So uh, the American people need to wake up. But if, if if the liberals out there, if there are any liberals left and you care about humanity still, I mean, it, this is a serious problem facing the world.
3: Hey, it's Chris here. I've got a question. We're about to be in that period of the year where a lot of retailers, particularly small businesses, are really kind of banking on uh, Christmas being their there are time of year yeah. where they can you know, get their head above water, finish in the black, yeah. uh, things of that sort. Um, given everything that we know to be happening now and what it appears business owners are going to have to deal with, are we going to look at a situation where come Christmas 2022, if the Lord tarries, uh, we're going to see even fewer small businesses because they just couldn't make it?
6: Yeah, yeah. And I, I smoked... Uh, uh... I spoke to a real smart guy, Alfredo Ortiz with Job Creators Network. I know him. This morning.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, a great guy. He's fighting the fight for small business, right? And so he said, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't shoot the messenger, but so far the the price increases and the inflation has showed up uh, along the supply chains. The bad news is, he said, all of those contracts were written a year ago, right? So they the supply chains had to honor the low prices, so they're getting hit right now. Well, any month now, uh, they're going to rewrite those contracts to retailers, the Christmas retailers who need to sell the stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see massively higher prices once the supply chains have to catch up and pass on the costs and the price to the, the consumer and all the stores that sell the stuff and all the restaurants where you go out to eat and supermarkets where you get your food. So we haven't even seen the beginning of it yet. And so Merry Christmas, guys.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Ray. Ray.
4: That leads to uh, this question then. I mean, we've got the big, the the macro problem out there that is hard to solve. I'm going to ask you, looking at the other end of the problem, just taking on your last sentence, Merry Christmas, everybody. What's your advice for families across America who are struggling to make ends meet? They hear the warnings about the supply chain, possible shortages, and the rising inflation is... I mean, it's obvious to all of us. This is not really a political question, but what is your advice to American families th- that they should be doing right now in the face of this impending yep. crisis?
6: Yeah, well, you just want to save every penny you can right now, right? Be, be on the conservative side. Be frugal. Uh, save a little uh, nest egg on the side. Uh, and then uh, when it comes to your kids, you know, get them skilled up. Don't follow the current K K to twelve nonsense or even higher ed nonsense. At Liberty, we we prepare kids in business, uh, and and we integrate biblical worldview and knowledge with business every day. And so your kids, you got to get them skilled up and ready for jobs and income a- as a family backup too, right? I mean, just just getting them ready to be uh, in the workforce. Is another precautionary uh, piece you can take, but just uh, cut cut the consumption down. Save what you can right now. Think smart. Don't be buying uh, anything over your your income profile right now. Uh, don't don't be taking risky bets right now because we, we we probably got a tough tough Christmas and, and winter season and maybe year ahead. Uh, looking at higher prices and then GDP growth is is less than we thought, and so just be smart. Be very smart. And then double up the incomes, right, to have everyone in the family looking at backup jobs and just in case. There's a lot of – there's some bad news probably coming down the pike.
1: Our guest has been Congressman uh, Dave Bratt, who is currently the dean of Liberty University School of Business. We thank the Lord for Liberty University and other Christian schools. They're holding to a Christian worldview and not going woke. Yep. Congressman Bratt, thank you so much for being on with us, and we look forward to uh, actually beating Sandy to the punch sometimes and having you on our show first. <laughs> so Hey,
6: anytime you want. God bless you guys. Thanks for what you're doing. And I, I just want to offer hope, too. You know, the, the economic news is gloomy. Uh, but if Christians all act and, and, and regain our backbone and courage uh, together as a church, uh, we, we have a great God with us. And Amen. so we, we we can prevail Uh, But it's going to take all of us together. So share with each other in churches and get together in small groups as you do.
1: Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
6: You bet. You bet. God bless, guys.
1: Well, I'm I'm thankful for that little bit of uh, positive news there, that encouragement at the end. Yes. Uh, It it is. We do need to be reminded to get sometimes to keep It's It's difficult to stay informed (laughs) about what's happening. And not get your eyes solely on the problems. Yes, and remember that we serve a big God. Yes, and we're not dealing with famine in this country, not yet. I hope God forbid, but uh, we still need to remember that we serve God, and it's Him alone whom we should fear. So I, I don't want to get into preach mode, but
2: and go out and buy a chicken.
1: Go out and buy a chicken.
2: <laughs> get some egg.
1: Get some some, some That's eggs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, uh, other, you know, hey. No, I was going to say something dark <laughs> about rabbits, you know, and, and I i, I, I got to remember there are little kids listening. And, uh,
2: he know. said, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what? He
4: said, you were talking about chocolate rabbits. That's yes, that's right. You know. That's yeah. what I was talking Mommy.
2: about. Mommy. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, folks. My mind just took that dark turn. And uh, All right. But now let's talk about, uh, let's get somebody on who is also encouraging, uh, a warrior for the Lord, Jan Markell. Uh, with uh, Understanding the Times, heard on AFR, Saturdays at 1.05 p.m. Central Time and Sundays at 12 p.m. Central Time. She is no stranger to the Today's Issues listening audience either. Jan, welcome to the program.
8: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance. We just had Congressman Dave Bratt on to encourage people. Uh, did you hear some of the comments that uh, we were talking about there? About- <laughs>
8: No, I've been dealing with a, a computer problem on oh, my end, so I am right. distracted.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah, Jan, Jan is a light in a very dark state. Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, that's right. We thank you, uh, Jan, for being there, and the God has put you there uh, for such a time as this. Hey, listen, you know, back several months ago, when the uh, leaders of the city of Minneapolis, uh, and I'm so glad you're in the suburbs way out, uh, instead of in that city, but yep. they when this idea was floated, that they were going to vote to get rid of their police department, I said, even in Minneapolis, I cannot see I that they would do this. I mean, this is so insane, right? I know. but they're going to actually vote on that on Tuesday. They're going to hold a vote yep. on to get rid of their police department. Yesterday, the police chief there was pleading with people. Please no. don't do this. Do you under, Our crime rate is already up. That's and, right. And you want to get rid of our police force. Jan, uh, <clears throat> are there enough people in that city to say no to this, or is it gone completely woke?
8: Well, it's a million-dollar a million question, uh, which I don't have an answer. It certainly is the lie of liberalism. And I've lived here my whole life, and I was raised in the heart of the city. It's very—it's it's a lovely city. Obviously, it's got um, very poor people, and it's got some very rich sections of the city as well. Uh, Ilhan Omar represents, I think, most if not all of Minneapolis, and she has pushed this as well. So, again, what kind of thinking gets into the mind of someone who, Honestly, they're complaining about rising crime, and yet they want to get rid of the deterrent of rising crime, which would be the police. And this, the, the controversy goes back to George Floyd, which you know, that incident is just about 20 minutes from my office. I'm in a suburb of Minneapolis, um, but the incident was in the heart of that city, and that's where this conflict began. And where is it going? And here's what they want to respond to people would be mental health facilitators and social workers um, and perhaps a few police as well. And, um, And this, in the mind of the Minneapolis liberal, is going to diminish crime. So, again, gentlemen, we see up is down, black is white, evil is good, and the liberal mind cannot make sense of even your basic thinking today they cannot cannot
3: make sense of it hey it's chris here um i think a lot of people are familiar with the efforts of those that want to disband the police defund the police and replace it with something else uh but just out of curiosity do you see or hear billboards radio campaigns tv commercials things like that from the people saying please don't vote to defund the police anything like that
8: well, there's there's a, a bit of that, but it, it's really pretty evenly divided. I mean, there's an, of course it's, you're you're hearing a lot of the pro let's 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 do this let's let's cancel the police uh, on the liberal media, mm-hmm. and the liberal media is just as blind as bats as those who are wanting to get rid of the police. So <laughs> you got a double problem. Those who are spreading the message are more liberals, um, accentuating a dumb idea, a dangerous idea, for that matter. And you have to wonder: these liberals in in the heart of Minneapolis who are calling for this, when in fact either their home gets broken into, or God forbid, somebody in their family is threatened, uh, you know, with a murder or, or some kind of assault and battery, you know, and 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 no one's coming to their defense. Will they then wake up? I'm not even convinced the liberal mind will get it at that point. They are so brainwashed that the police are only evil. And again, that's a terrible campaign. That It started with George Floyd. It probably goes before that. But the Floyd incident caused this to go skyrocketing out of control.
4: So, Jan, when the big vote comes up here, just in a few yeah. days, do yes. you expect the that... Do you expect that the people of Minneapolis are going to vote to defund the police? Are there that many radical people in Minneapolis and so few so few common sense people who will go to the polls? Well, I mean, is that what's going to happen?
8: I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a great question. Um, but, but here's what I think has happened. I think that probably 60 years of liberalism, again, we're a very blue state. We're on par with California and New York. Illinois, um, I think 60 years, maybe even 100 years, of liberalism in this state has brainwashed people into thinking, again, upside-down thinking. The Bible talks about this. All of Romans 1 talks about this kind of thinking. It's a debased mind. It can't make sense of anything, and that is the liberal mind. And my concern is that probably 100 years, as a matter of fact, both the communists and the Muslim influence. Targeted Minnesota some fifty years ago uh with a red green alliance let's blitz Minnesota with communists and muslims and and that way we'll take her down and make her the first make Minnesota the first even the first state that's going to be promoting sharia law I, and I think that could happen in the next five years or so 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 there's an Minnesota was targeted, and I think these other blue states were too, but Minnesota. Particularly, and and we've been we've been bombarded with this insane way of thinking. It's been it's been infiltrated into the school system, so that our students, um, starting at least 50 years ago, uh, were taught to think that up is down and black is white. It's the danger of godless thinking, and all of your listeners could be somehow subjected to this godless thinking. But particularly in liberal states, yes. Jen, I think it could happen it, to answer your question is I think it could happen,
1: yes, Jen, you talk about strange bedfellows yeah. how in the what what is up with the alliance between atheists and Muslims? why would they wh- why would they ally uh together Muslims despise those who deny the existence of Allah? Yeah. I would think that atheists would certainly not want Sharia law taught. What in the world is with that kind of alliance as they blitzed minnesota
8: well you know i i don't hang out with these people so, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's so fair. I, I, it's really hard for me to get inside their head it, it, it truly is um but i you know i think we're living in a generation and i've already referenced romans one where again up is down and black is white and good is evil and evil is good and I think common-sense thinking, I mean, you just look at the state of California. I'm in touch with folks in California all the time, and they are practically in a gulag. You look at Australia, it's another gulag. You look at parts of Canada, it's another gulag. And the the question is, when does this come to to the city in which your listeners inhabit? Because tough times are ahead, as as your previous guest would suggest. Tough times are ahead. Um, At least we have the Lord to call out to, but we need to be praying for wisdom and discernment to cope with our times. Things are not getting, I mean, I'm a great believer that the rapture of the church is any minute, any day, um, but if the Lord wants the church to go through some tough times, and he may, the church in Nigeria and Afghanistan is going through unspeakable things. The the church in the Western world may have to go through some tough times as well. We don't know.
1: Our guest has been Jan Markell, uh, one of our very popular shows on American Family Radio, Understanding the Times, heard on AFR, Saturday at 1.05 p.m. Central Time, Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time. Jan, uh, do you have, uh, you have something you might want to tease for this weekend? Uh, what what yeah, you got cooking?
8: Well, I'm going to play a, a, a message by <clears throat> Israeli Bible teacher Amir Sarfati, and he's going to look at where does Islam fit in Bible prophecy. And honestly, they do play a major role. They would have to in that there are over a billion people. God has a plan for them. He's got an end-time plan for them. And just how might that affect the church? So we'll look at that um, for the hour of this weekend, Saturday and Sunday.
1: That sounds fascinating. Jan, thank you so much for being on with us uh, on today's issues today.
8: Thank you. And may your listeners pray for us, please, and, and, and for a good outcome from this this fiasco
1: that's happening uh, next week. Amen. All right, folks. Yep. That's sir. Yep. Those are your marching orders. For those of you who are prayer warriors and intercessors, please pray for the people of Minneapolis. Uh, you know, Fred, there is the kind of thinking that I have sometimes is, well, you get the kind of government you deserve. Mm-hmm. But not everybody in that city wants what these radicals want yet everyone will suffer the consequences if this insanity is voted in.
2: Well, I think what you have to remember is the mainstream media is only going to talk to people who advocate for this. Right. Because the mainstream media are in that camp that believe in defunding police yeah. and getting rid of police officers. Uh, so uh, there could be that silent majority out there that say, no, we're going to vote the other way. Uh, as Jan says, pray for the good people in Minneapolis. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, folks, uh, also need to pray for boldness, as Jan was talking about, for Christians to stand up for their faith, become informed. If you haven't been reading the Bible, folks, you need to be reading the Bible. That's right. And getting the word in your hearts so you can speak it in love, speak uh, the truth in love. Folks, we're going to take a five-minute break for news, and when we come back, more on American Family Radio. You're listening to today's issues. Again, five minutes. Please come back.